Hey, welcome back to another day, another vlog. I do want to sit down, so I've got to get my legs moving. It, uh, yeah, into the second week, few days or check out Saturday, finally out of the self-isolation, and uh, yeah, the biggest thing I've noticed is legs, because you can't even leave the room or go for a walk or none of the hour exercise, I guess if you sort of get with just normal lockdowns. It's really tricky to keep your legs moving, so um, I found just gotta. I'm getting up like every 30 minutes and just walking around, going outside, fresh air, just trying to keep moving, trying to keep the legs from getting stiff. Because uh, being an old, old sports person, it uh, it's not much fun and it's uh, not good for the old knee. Anyway, not much you can do. Um, hope you had a good weekend. Welcome back. Thanks for dropping in today. Uh, did you get a chance to see the new video on Friday night? Uh, Nightcliff Rocks, the jetty, uh, and some drone stuff or the footage. Beautiful Darwin City, Mini 2 in fine form. Uh, hope you liked it. Some fantastic shots there. Uh, one really good one that I really did love. I think I talked about it Friday, that black and white. The rocks with the slow motion water. I think they come up really just awesome. So definitely a printer. Um, yeah, and other than that, uh, Pretty cruisy weekend. I've already started on this week's show. It's uh, something different. It's not just landscapes. It's a bit of fishing and, a, and some drone stuff out at Shady Camp. Uh, my brother-in-law, Jolie, took me fishing. We did an overnight run, and it was pretty wild and woolly. And um, some, should have some really nice footage of that area with the Mini 2. And some I've got, already got some nice photos that I looked at already. So, so some gorgeous sunsets and just some amazing ones of dead flat water. And if you are living and have come from Darwin and you, uh, or you've lived in Darwin and gone fishing there, you know that when I say the water was glass, it's like a pretty rare circumstance that this happens. And it was literally hit sunset, we we're out fishing for dewies and the water was just gl pure glass. It's, I've never seen that before, uh, especially out where we were. It was pretty amazing. And it got, and a just amazing sunset, so it was a pretty cool trip. So yeah, looking forward to that. That'll this should be out this weekend. Uh, just before I go back to site to uh, prepare to start work the next Wednesday. So yeah, all happening, all happening. Some more more time to get stuff done. Um, other than that, yeah, just not not a lot. Just there's not much to do really. I just I'm just editing, editing. Uh, the website, I said to you last week, I've done some work on that. We've now got the Another Day, Another Vlogs series in there on its own page. If you haven't checked out the merch, check out the merch. Change of seasons for wherever you are in the world. We're all changing to new seasons. Uh, for you guys that are in winter, go in the summer, go get yourself a 34 Media nice T-shirt. These are awesome. They're uh, champion shirts. So they're actually like a really nice comfy. They're not the just cheap Chinese crap. So... That's pretty cool. Um, you can go check them out. Uh, they come in, I think, black and white. Uh, you'll see the thumbnail up. There's all sorts of stuff on there. If there's something that's missing, as I've said always, if there's something on there that you're looking for, like a print, one of the photos that you just really love and you want to put on the wall, uh, let me know because it's the easiest way for me to get it done is to just go and put it on the website. Uh, so you can just click on it, order it, and get it done through... Uh, through Printful, so that's the best way to do that. So happy to do that for you. Just let me know what print it is and I can get that up there for you. It's easier than me trying to go and get order it, print it, get it here, 
get it, then put it back in freight to you. It'll be probably less time to just send it out through Printful actually. The one that I did, I have tested the service and it come up really nice. So just give us a buzz, drop us a message below or send us an email, all the links are below. So that'd be cool. Um, yeah, other than that, let's get into some news. I've got just a bit of a different setup here. Probably just lost me. Now, uh, big news and Someone we haven't heard for a while, GoPro. Now, GoPro, I sold my GoPro. I had a 7 Black, and it was really good. Fantastic. No issues with it. Never failed me. Didn't like the heat. That was about the only big issue. Uh, but the 8 and eight wasn't too bad. The 9 got terrible reviews, got smashed. Uh, it was just a bit of a disaster for them. Last year's one just did not work. Uh, it had software issues. It had... Uh, files getting deleted, all sorts of things with it. And I think the nine was the one where they fixed the lens. No, that was the eight. Nine they fixed. So the eight had the fixed lens, which was no good. You can remove that and change lenses, which is pretty ordinary. And then the nine, they fixed that, but they had the front screen, which was the best thing ever. So they did the same as what DJI did. And what I've been asking for on the iPhone for a long time is a rear screen. Um, and I think that's when these GoPros and DJI is going to really struggle because uh, all that's missing out of uh, getting a quality video on, say, your iPhone 12 is that rear screen so you can just make sure you're in shot. While we on the flippy camera, the RP, I've got the flippy camera out. I can't see anything on it because I don't have glasses on because <laughs> I don't want reflection of the lights. But... At least I can see that I'm not. I'm in shot. I'm not walking off here. My hands are out here. It makes a big difference when you're trying to, I guess, be semi-professional, if that makes any sense. So I think GoPro's still going, and they're still going to fight the fight. Um, this new one sounds pretty good. Now, probably the biggest thing is it's going up, up again. Last year's were 20 megapixels. It's going to 23 megapixels. They're saying uh, it's going to have. 4K at 120 frames a second, which is huge for slow-mo. Slow-mo, 4K, that's pretty darn amazing for your slow-mo. That's gonna give a great picture. There'll be a lot of handy uses out of that, especially for sports and stuff. Being able to really slow it down but get a real crystal clear picture makes a big, big difference. Um, 5.3K at 60 frames. So again, the beauty is when you've got fast, fast moving stuff, stuff like the drones, uh, I use a 2.7K 60 frames over the 4K at 24 because when, you, when you're flying along 60 frames, you get all those extra frames in there. It's actually a lot smoother when you go to play it back. You can, it's a lot better. It does, the image does look a lot cleaner when you're cutting it and chopping it and moving it. So just be, you do get a nice image of 4K. If you're sitting there still and just videoing something, then 4K is fine, but if you're actually moving, it's better to have that faster frame rate to capture all that data and get a little bit smoother. So I think with the GoPro, that's fantastic. That's gonna make a big difference. Now, it, um, it'll do 240 frames a second in 1080, even better. So some really good slow motion stuff in there. All the other features are upgrading. So your HyperSmooth is going up to HyperSmooth Hyper 4. Uh, and blah, 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 all that. Everything else is just getting better at it. There's no real body changes as well. Uh, the logo changes the blue on the front. So really the only difference is, is those different features. It does have a new processor, so it should be better than that. So I'm assuming that's where the issues happened last year. The processor couldn't handle what was trying to push out with that 5K image. 
And I think that's probably where they have a lot of struggles. So look, hopefully they can bounce back this year. That, that new chip in there to handle all that data getting crunched uh, will make a big difference. And I'd say they might be back at least for a while until maybe a Samsung or an Apple releases a phone with a rear mounting. Because that is, I still use my iPhone now. I went away from the GoPro just purely because, well, I've got water resistance with the iPhone. I can pretty much do everything. I've just got to be able to remember where to set up that shot. And if you use the wide, well, then you're in there anyway. So I'm pretty happy. Um, Rightio, so Canon Rumors, uh, our friends at Canon Rumors reported on Sigma. Uh, when I have had a bit of a look, they've got two new lenses coming out, a 24mm f2 and a 20, and a not sorry, a 90mm f2.8. Contemporary lenses. Now, on the old M50, the contemporary 16mm was without a doubt from Sigma, the best lens you could buy for the M50. Uh, I haven't seen a better lens with it. I had it, I used it. It was amazing. They built this channel, uh, just that 16mm. I loved it. It was a fantastic lens. It was really sad to see that go and the M50. They both both worked immaculately and just fantastic bits of kit. Unfortunately, I don't think this is gonna, this contemporary range, yet again, another two lenses that ain't gonna be for the RF mount. The RF mount continues its, its Canon's woes of not letting anyone have that uh, mount data so they can build lenses for it, which means you've really, at the moment, you've got zero choices other than L-series lenses, which are 3000 to $4,000 a lens in Australia. It's bloody ridiculous. Um, I've got 11, my RP, which is an entry-level camera, there's not a hell of a chance in hell I could afford three RF lenses to get the ranges I need. It just couldn't afford it. That's like $9,000 for lenses. That's nine times the cost of the camera. It's just crazy. Canon really needs to get some budget, budget lenses for the RF mount or open it up to third parties. It's a pain in the ass. I think every budget conscious Canon users like myself is in the same vote. We all just, and that's the biggest thing that's pissing us off. And I think we're literally a, a year to two years away of getting anything, I think. So it's not good. Um, now, 24mm F2, not much info on that. On the 90mm, Nakashita's reporting, it's a 11 element, 10 groups, and nine aperture blade. Uh, it's about 275 grams. So it's gonna be a small, decent, small uh, little uh, lens. 55 millimeter filter on the front of it. So pretty standard, probably gonna be very similar to those last uh, contemporary ones they did bring out. That was the steel hard bodies, but these will be a plastic version, I'd imagine. Been so light, 275. No price info is yet. I couldn't find anyone on the net that had a bit of a gander on that. But uh, being an F2, I'd say it's gonna be up around the six to 700 mark. Brand new, it's probably it's obviously it's contemporary. It's not going to be art series, so the 15, over a thousand plus. But I'd say it's going to be sub maybe seven eight hundred dollars. Uh, being an F two, that's a pretty good lens. Twenty four mil F two, that'd be fantastic for astro. Uh, it'll cover everything else except RF, unfortunately. So it just means we'll just have to continue with adapt buying adapters uh, and EF lenses. Now there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, my EF lens for this, uh, for the RP I use on this, the 16 and 35 I just got, uh, is fantastic and it's working treat. Even the autofocus on it is still working. It's a 20 year old lens. Uh, so look, I understand the quality of the lenses. They're fantastic. 
but it, I think the cheapest I can get C1 on second hand on eBay is like three and a half, three thousand three hundred dollars for a fifteen to thirty-five, which is just insane. Um, I just can't warrant that. I don't think too many small creators could warrant three and a half thousand dollars for a lens. And then I need the then I need a telescopic, just crazy. So I think it'd be at least we're at least two, maybe three years away, unless Canon comes out when we have this big show this year, which should only be maybe a month, six to eight weeks away, we should hear something from Canon with a heap of contemporary lenses or basic lenses or RFS lenses. Uh, that would be fantastic. I'd be happy with that. The RF 24 to 105, which we're on now, is a fantastic lens, super ridiculously fast focus. Uh, that is the biggest difference I've noticed from the RF to the EF is the fact that the focus is so much faster and it is super sharp all the time. So it does make a difference. I understand it, just can't afford it. And there's not many little people that can, which is disappointing for Canon because the biggest selling camera company, but they don't want to sell cameras to people that only want to spend maybe a couple of grand on a set, which is a bit strange. Anyway, so yeah, so interesting from Sigma, again, yet again, we sort of disappointed. So. I won't go too much into it as much as that because it's probably not going to get to most cameras. But if you've got an L-Man or a Sony, the, that 24mm is going to be fantastic. And the 90 2.8, perfect little portrait lens, great entry point for you. Uh, this will, These lenses, again, will do really well because Sigma hits the right audience at the right price. They just can't get hold of that RF mount. Funny, funny. Now, The Verge is uh, reporting two secs. Uh, Verge is reporting, we're going to go into the, the first one of the Apple bit here uh, from The Verge. Now they're reporting that $100 million loss, they've just settled a $100 million lawsuit with developers. Now this is not the Fortnite one, this is a little bit different, I think the Fortnite is even bigger. But there's a, another lawsuit on them uh, from small developers about payment systems, exactly the same as the Fortnite. Well, Apple settled, gave them 100 million, threw them a bone, and now those developers are allowed to contact their customers and say, hey, you can pay outside the App Store. So it's a bit of a win for the little developers. I'd say it's gonna flow on into the Fortnite debacle, which has been going for well over 12 months. And uh, yeah, pretty interesting in that regard. So Apple sort of, I guess, admitting defeat a little bit and just going, right, yeah, well, we're making, surely they don't need any more money. They've got a trillion dollars. They're worth a couple of trillion and they got a billion ridiculous amounts of cash. So I think that should be okay. Now, big fun stuff out of Apple. It's the first Apple's, just a new phone with new software, new this, nothing really exciting has come out of Apple for a bit. Uh, the biggest excitement is if it's going to have a, a scanner for ID or a front-facing camera. And a, that's not exciting to me. What is exciting is what came out today. Now, um, Minchi Co., which has got a fairly decent reputation in the Apple rumors, has posted up that they may be able to talk to Starlink. This new A13 may have this new Qualcomm Q60 chip or whatever it is that will allow them to directly link to the satellites. So all those Starlink satellites, and then I guess Amazon satellites, mesh network and full reception through there. That is insane. Now, let's, let's put that into perspective. That means you are no longer, you could pay for your Starlink, monthly subscription with the internet, get a phone plan as well, and then 
wherever you are on the planet, out bush fishing. Probably this could have some bad sides. We'll talk about them too. Out, out fishing, out in the middle of the ocean, can't get hold of anyone. You need radio, two-way radio. We don't need radio. I can just call you on my phone. How cool is that? Uh, that is amazing. Lose your radar systems out while you're sailing. Pull up your phone. Boom. Get your maps. You know exactly where you are. Big, big, big deal, this one. I think it's probably a little bit understated. There was only a little small uh, Twitter chat about this, but I think it has massive ramifications. I think it's the way forward, and I think some telecom companies should be shitting their pants because it was satellite uh, internet was all fantastic, and I guess it was. I was definitely going there to get away from Telstra because, as you know, I'm anti-Telstra. I'm not a big fan of them. I've had some massive run-ins with them and I can't stand them, but you cannot get anyone else in Australia because our mine site only has Telstra, so you're, you're stuffed. You have no choice. It is total, total monopoly here. It's just terrible. Um, but imagine that one plan, no matter where you go in the globe, once we can never go anywhere, um, you can never have to change plans. Bang, same service, go wherever, go to Antarctica. I'm on my, I'm on my phone, chat, get your Get your messages, check Instagram, all that stuff. Just insane. That is a massive, massive deal. And I think if they've worked this out, the iPhone 13 could be one of the biggest selling phones. It'll blow Samsung clean out of water with just that feature. I mean, it just makes a massive difference because, uh, yeah, well, there's not a lot of people in it. You've only got Starlink at the moment. But Amazon's coming in it, and I think there's another European mob that are going to set up their own satellites as well. Then I guess your Telstra's and all that, Optus's and that, they'll buy access to the Starlink. But use your phone wherever, never run out of signal. Pretty big deal. Uh, amazing tech. Uh, and if Qualcomm's managed to work this out, well, big ups to Qualcomm. That's a huge, huge tech innovation. And... Uh, Probably something that needs to be really shouted out and let let people know. Very, very cool. Rightio, well, that's about it. Monday, we're back into it. Another week of sitting in the room and editing. Uh, I'll get back to work and do some more work on these photos, and I'll see you all again tomorrow. Okay, doke. Well, if you're coming this way, that way, I'll see you tomorrow. Go buy yourself a shirt. Peace. <laughs>